Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Dominique Gates. This is Jason Franks. We're doing things a little bit different. We got a little bit of video, but we also will have audio, so that will be available. So we thank you all for tuning in, and um, I'm excited about this and uh, mixing it up a little bit. And um, I, you know, beforehand, I told Jason he could dress up, wear a three-piece suit if he wanted, but he went with his Braves hat and pulled over, and I respect it. So that was your holidays. At least I'm wearing my hat the right way. <laughs> That's right. Hey. Hey, come on, fair. <laughs> How was your holidays? They're good. They're good, man. Got some nice time off and uh, ready to get rolling in the high school basketball season now. Yeah, that's true. I, I think it was it was nice to have the king of the bluegrass to get a little taste yep. of some basketball. But it's funny you do that and you go with 100 miles an hour, then you just disappear for two weeks for the holidays, and then we come back. And but now we have the boys lit, then the girls lit. But even just this week, we still have some good games to talk about and dive into. And before we jump into the LIT, as the bracket was released early this week and some other games, I want to take a minute and just look at, from your vantage point, because you already put the story out, the top 10 boys and girls basketball teams after these first five weeks of the season. There's been some teams that we have watched and we said, okay, they are really good. Like a Covington Catholic who we saw in the King of the Bluegrass. And we knew Mel would get things rolling when they got their football guys back. Ballard as well. But there's a few teams out there. Most notably, George Rogers-Clark. That has really caught a lot of attention. So, let's take it from there. Let's kind of just jump into maybe five, ten teams, whatever you want to see that's really stood out to you. Yeah, the the first Associated Press polls come out Tuesday evening and – you know, I, I put out my ballot, and I have I have George Rogers Clark number one. I, I think uh, you know they have the best winner of the year. They beat Ballard, something that a lot of people thought Ballard wasn't going to lose to a Kentucky team yeah. this year. So, uh, as Chris Winter said, uh, they exposed a chink in our armor, and I and I think that probably gave some hope to a lot of teams uh, out there that maybe thought you know Ballard was going to run through the state this year. But you know, GRC got Ballard in the championship game of uh, the Alexan and Catholic tournament. Um, and, you know, we saw them in the King of the Bluegrass. They finished fifth, and you're thinking, okay, how are you making the fifth-place team from the from the uh, King of the Bluegrass the number one team in the state? Well, their only loss was to a South Carolina team, Dorman. Yeah. Um, they came back and got fifth place in that, and then they beat Ballard. For, for me, it came down 1-2 between GRC and Coveting Catholic. Uh, Coveting Catholic, who won the King of the Bluegrass. Um, really, the, the thing that kind of split the tie for me was GRC had that win over Ballard. Mm-hmm. So... I put them one. I put Covcath two. If you wanted to make an argument for Covcath number one, I'd have no problem with that. Um, you know, Ballard, I have at number three. I still think they're the most talented team in the yeah, state, yeah. Uh, without a doubt. But, um, you know, they, they lost to GRC. Um, they went to the City of Palms and played three games down there, lost two of them, uh, both to out-of-state opponents. So they have four losses, um, only one of those, of course, to a Kentucky team. And then I have North Laurel fourth and Mail fifth. North Laurel obviously with Reed Shepard, uh, probably the most exciting team of this player in the state. Um, you know they don't have much size, but you know if, if if they if they shoot well and defend you, they have a chance every night. And then I have Mail fifth. Um, like you said, getting their football players. Uh, you know Tim Hayworth isn't really worried about results. I don't think mm-hmm. right now. Um, he, he's just trying to get the chemistry right with his team. You know with with four football players. And also two eighth graders uh, seeing a lot of time there. So it's going to take them a little while to gel. And yeah. one other team I want to mention, I have six. Pulaski County is the only undefeated team in the state. I don't think many people saw that coming. They're 15-0. and 0. Uh, They've beaten that 
their schedule isn't great, but they've beaten a couple of good teams. They've beaten Madison Central, who's really good. They've beaten Doss, who's really good. So six might be a little high for them, but kind of want to give them a little recognition uh, being the last undefeated team in the state. I agree with a lot of the teams on here, but obviously, yeah, me personally, I probably would flip the Cubcath GRC, which you said it could go either way. And personally, for me, it's because I have seen Cubcath yeah. play, and the run that they had on that King of the Bluegrass <coughs> was that is not uh, COVID Omicron. I promise, we are all <laughs> we, hope. we are vaccinated. Yeah, I know. <coughs> Let me uh, just step on my water. <laughs> That's true. Cut that out, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll edit that out. Maybe not. But for me, when I look at Cubcat, the run that they had in the King of the Bluegrass, who yeah. they beat, and then not only that, watching the way when Scott Rootsatz has a good point guard, yeah. his teams are good. Evan Sorrow has been really, really good. Uh, and then you throw in Mitchell Riley, who's going to a Miami of Ohio. They, they just have such a good roster. And then just watching them in the final against Reed Shepard, yeah. who has made me I, – I can say this. Early on, I wasn't sure – what to make of him? I said, oh, Kentucky? Is he that good? Yeah. Like, I knew Caleb Glenn was good. Everyone talked about those two guys being like one or two. I knew Glenn was good because I watched him a lot. Watching Shepard yeah. scoring 50 points and just looking just <clears throat> unbelievable. I'm a believer in him, and now I see why Kentucky has him. But other than that, this is a solid list. You got a nice mix of everything. You throw in some fourth region teams, Bowling Green, Greenwood. Warren Central's a team to watch out for. You still got Western, you got PRP, like there, yeah. there's so many. Six regions incredible this year. Oh my goodness. And then there's other teams, you know, people have talked about like your Evangel Christians of the world. Who knows what we could be talking about in the next month or two when they continually grow. But uh, it, it's just, it's so loaded and, it, and it's very strong. So uh, that, that's been impressive to me. Do you want to flip it real quick and jump into the girls? Yeah, as we well? can talk about the girls as well. Let's do it. Um, <clears throat> My top five right now, Sacred Heart, Bullet East, uh, George Rogers Clark, Anderson County, Notre Dame. Sacred Heart, uh, overwhelming number one team coming into the season, has done nothing um, um, to uh, discourage that, I don't think. Uh, they won their first 13 games. Uh, they beat Bullet East in the championship of the Queen of the Commonwealth. Uh, they lost to uh, they got to the championship game in Naples, Florida, and lost to a really good team from Missouri in the final of that. Uh, playing really well. The, the, the thing that you know, and looking at Sacred Heart stats, that sort of surprised me. Is okay. They're freshmen. Zakaya Johnson leads them in scoring. That's probably not a surprise. No. But then you think back to their Sweet Sixteen team, Trinity Ralston and Josie Gilvin were the leaders of that team. Yeah. They rank fourth and fifth on the team in scoring <laughs> right now. Reagan Bender and uh, Angelina Paleo have, have both sort of mm-hmm. taken over, become really consistent scorers. Maybe two girls that you didn't coming into the season feel like those were going to be you thought maybe they were the fourth and fifth scorers on that team I think mm-hmm. and, and I'm not saying that that I know every, that, that Donna Moyer didn't play in this but I, I just think coming into the season that's that's not what you might have thought was going to be the scoring load so I think when Paleo and Bender when you when you have those two scores you have five girls on the court who can all lead you in scoring on a given night, which is incredible. So, yes. uh, and, and then we haven't even talked about some of the other Wolf Girl comes off the bench. Uh, they're deep and talented, and man, they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, Boydies is having a great season. Yeah. They won a really good tournament in Tennessee uh, last week. Um, uh, GRC is playing well. <laughs> I, I mentioned this GRC. I think they have one loss. They may have been involved in the biggest upset of the season this year. 
They, their only loss was one by one point to Tate's Creek, who is two and eight. So I, I'd love to hear this. And I went back and, and GRC's best players all played in that game. I'd love to hear the story behind that game. Uh, yeah. Have Anderson County fourth. That came out before last night. Anderson County lost to Central. Yeah. So that that was a big win for Central, who I have ranked thirteenth. Uh, I, th- I think if I was doing that over, I'd probably move Central up a few spots and maybe move Anderson County uh, down for a few spots. And then Notre Dame, uh, uh, a really talented squad, squad there. Kez Murphy, who's won a state championship before at Covington Holy Cross, yeah. is now Notre Dame's coach. Uh, I, I think they are the team in the ninth region this year. Uh, uh, Ryle has, has been good in the past. I'm not sure Ryle is, is as good as they've been. I think Dixie Heights is having a good year, but it looks like Notre Dame is – is the team to beat in the ninth, and then may, six uh, McCracken County is a team maybe that a lot of people didn't know a whole lot about coming into this year, and uh, it looks like they, you know, Marshall County has been great in the first region, got to the the, the state final last year, yeah. um, and I think they play each other Tuesday night, McCracken and Marshall do, but it looks like McCracken might they they've never been to the Sweet Sixteen uh, in girls, so uh, this could be their year. Now, this is a, it's an interesting list for the girls because. Unlike the boys, I mean, if you did tell me who is the team, yeah. who's the clear-cut favorite, who, like, right now, I mean, I, we hate to do this because, you know, I can joke for football. I said Mel is the yeah. clear-cut favorite in yeah. 6A. They did not win it for everyone that remembers that. So I hate to do that when I'm talking about Sacred Heart girls because, yeah, everybody is beatable. But if, like you said, there is that team that is just – there's enough gap. Yeah, It's Sacred Heart. And I'll say this, and this – you know, we can knock ourselves. I, I've found in 20 years of doing this that a lot of times when we think the team is unbeatable, the, the team to beat, the overwhelming favorite, yeah. nine times out of team, ten, that team is from Louisville. Yeah. And it's because we see them all the time. Yes. And yes. so that's an acknowledgement to our own inherent biases. Yeah. Now, we try to get over that. Yeah. But when you see a team that much and you see them dominate that much, it's hard – and you hear others say mm-hmm. that they're the number one team. So maybe sometimes take that with a grain of salt when it's coming from us and a Louisville team. I'll readily admit that. But at the same time, too, it's hard to— But Sacred Heart is the team to beat. It's hard <laughs> when, yeah, the fifth scorer on the team is going to Western Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. It's going D1. Right. And, you know, Ralston, she's going to go D1 one day. You saw yes. the run that she had in that state tournament mm-hmm. as a sophomore— Bender, as a freshman, came alive late, and then you add in Johnson, who had LSU, Louisville, Western, UK, all of these people coming to right. practice right. just to watch her practice. Not even like We're not talking about the game. <laughs> we are talking about practice. What about this? The starting five, only one of them's a senior. <laughs> you got a freshman, two sophomores, and a junior. So, uh, watch out. Yeah. That, that, they, that's they, all they you can be. Tell. They can be... Uh, this could be the start of a pretty incredible run over there. Yeah, and Donna obviously has had that run before. <laughs> it's like she had that three-peat yes. and then just had that dry spell, yeah. but then she was able to win it last year. And, yes, they're going to be in the conversation to win it again this year, no question about it. But, yeah, you can't – I mean, we were able to watch Bullet East play against what yeah. Butler yeah. Uh, before the holidays, and obviously we knew – when we watched, you know, Gracie Merkel was getting off some injuries and trying to get back in shape and healthy. So she wasn't 100%, but the numbers show she's stepping up. But who really impressed me was Emma Egan. Yeah. She is really, especially yeah. when they've been trying to get Merkel back in shape. Yeah. She makes them go. She has. She's kind of carried that yeah. team right now. And I know she's going uh, to play college ball LaSalle. at LaSalle. So that that's good. And then plus you can win that tournament and you only lose by 10 to Sacred Heart. 
It almost like you can say football. It reminds me of that St. X Mel game, the first one. It gives you confidence that you can compete with them. Like there's no running clocks or 20-point blowouts or anything like that. So uh, that's very impressive. And then, yeah, the rest of the way, it's still some solid yeah. teams. The, the thing about Sacred Heart and Bullet East is when you look at a lot of these other teams, GRC, mm-hmm. okay, you think they're definitely coming out of their region. Mm-hmm. Anderson County, they're definitely coming Absolutely. out of the eighth. Notre Dame, they're almost certainly coming out of the ninth. Franklin County, almost certainly coming out of the 11th. Bowling Green almost certainly came out of the fourth. You can't really say that about Sacred Heart and Bullet East. Yeah. I mean, Sacred Heart, the seventh region is tough. Yes. It, and, you know, it's going to be tough for them to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Bullet East, the sixth region is really down this year. I think uh, Butler, I think, is two and eight. Yeah. They're real. They're they're rebuilding. Um, you know, Mercy is probably the only team I think maybe capable of beating yeah, Bullet yeah. East. Mercy has a very good team. Good young talent. Um, Whitfield Academy, you know, they've never been through it. They have a. They probably have the best team they've ever had, but it's hard to see them kind of getting over that hump against a, a Bullet East or a Mercy. So, um, whereas a lot of these teams, you can almost sharpie them into the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. It, you can't really do that in the 6th and 7th region. That's true, and I think that's why... You could say there is a Louisville bias, but like we said, if you can get out of that region in right. girls' basketball, you're going to be in the discussion. Because like even last year, Sacred Heart, I didn't think they were going to get out of the region. Right. But then you had to beat Anderson County, Bowling Green, Marshall County, really good teams. But for them, they had the mentality, we beat an undefeated Central team. You have to beat Christian Academy that has good talent. You know, you have to beat these teams. Mail's really good. You got to beat, yeah, Mail. I mean, I know you have them in your top ten. Yeah. So if you can beat these teams in the tournament, throughout the season to get to the state tournament. Like, there's nothing that you've seen that is going to be too much. Like, like Anderson County. Amaya Jenkins is really good. But so is a lot of other teams in the 6th and 7th region. So, so, you know, they lose the Central, who might be the – Fourth best team in that seventh region last night. Exactly. So I, I think that's kind of the story. So I know people probably accuse us of like Louisville bias or anything like and, that. And, and but like I said, I'll admit to it. It's fair. They're the teams we see, but uh, it's fair. You know, it's also one of those things you gotta. Once we see it, like if we see a six or a fourth region team or third region team come to Louisville and like win at Sacred Heart or win at Cal or whatever, then we'll get, okay. We'll give you your love. You give you the love. Yeah, we give you the flowers just like we do for uh, other teams when they show it. But it's like, you know, it's a show-me world. Exactly. It's that simple. I mean, look at my boys' pool. I have DRC and Covcath one too. That's not Louisville, but that's it. That's it. So I, I think that's the biggest thing. But let's just let's dive right into it. Uh, the boys' LIT starts Monday. this upcoming Monday and – it's going to be interesting for me, and, and I look forward to seeing it, especially because I haven't even been able to watch Ballard play yet. And, like, I've watched Mel, I've watched some other teams, and I hope to see some teams like Western and J-Town throughout this next week or so, too. Yeah. And PRP as well, DOS, Manual. The list goes on and on. I think there's so many teams in this area that are playing, like, so good. Yeah. They're playing really good basketball. So that's one thing that I'm looking forward to seeing because obviously I know DeSales won it last year. Great game over Ballard in overtime. Yeah. Uh, and I know Ballard, uh, of course, like I said, they've been really good. So just, just you want to just jump into it? What do you, yeah. you know, what's yeah. the first thing you well, see? Well, just, you know, to kind of give people an idea of the format we're talking here 24 teams in it this year. Obviously, all six or seventh region teams, no more out of state teams. We haven't done that for a few years. So yeah. Monday night, uh, they're the top eight seeds got first round buys. So uh, Monday night, there's eight game games all played on at 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 schools, not not Allen Valley. So mm-hmm. uh, then those eight winners advance to Tuesday, and those are played at the top eight seeds. 
Uh, then you get to the quarterfinals Wednesday, all, all four games on Wednesday at Valley. Uh, semifinals Friday, 6 and 8 at Valley. Championships Saturday, 730. Um, the, the fun part of is looking into potential matchups beyond the first round. Yeah. That first night, let's be honest, it's, it's not, not great. Yeah. It's not great. Uh, there'll probably be a couple of good games in there, but you know when you get to Tuesday in the second round, some of these matchups you, you could see Western J Town second round could be an incredible game. Yeah. Eastern Manual sets up as a, as a as a really interesting game. DeSales PRP um, or you know DeSales plays Fern Creek on Monday night as you know. Probably DeSales is a slight favorite. Whoever comes out of that game against PRP uh, will be interest, interesting. Butler versus Cal. Uh, th- that's a heck of a second-round possible game. And then you could get St. X Trinity again. Yeah. Uh, they play this Friday night, yeah. and they're probably going to play again uh, uh, next Tuesday in the second round of the LIT. So uh, a lot of really interesting choices Tuesday night if you're going to go out to see an LIT game. And then, you know, uh, Wednesday, the quarterfinals, I think last year the quarterfinals weren't played all at Valley. I think they were still played at four different sites uh, because they're trying to uh, limit exposure for COVID. So yeah. it'll be nice to be all in one place come quarterfinals. And then Friday night, those semifinals set up to be a great atmosphere. I mean, that could be a lot of fun at Valley on on, on, on Friday night. Um, you know, if you go by the seating, you could have Ballard Mail or Ballard Manual. Yeah. I think Ballard Mayo will be the one everybody wants to see. Probably the top two teams in the seventh region. No offense to Manuel. Manuel beat Mayo in the seventh region tournament last year, they so did. Uh, you could get Manuel in there. You know, Ballard. It's you know Jefferson Town and Western have a. You know, we'll give them a a, a solid game in the quarterfinals, but you know I think you, you got to pencil Ballard into the semifinals, and then the bottom half is wide open. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go by seed, you'd have PRP and DOS. Which would be an outstanding game, yep. um, you know. You know, Trinity could come out of there. You know, not not no one's talking about Trinity this year, and I get it. But Cam McLean's one of the best juniors in the state. If if he can get some help, yes, they 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 can do some damage. You saw some potential in the KLB. Yes. I mean, they didn't look great by no means, but you saw yes. like you see pieces yes. there, and that's all Mike Sabo needs. I mean, no, he doesn't have David Johnson. No, like he's not walking through that door. <laughs> But there are some good young pieces, but if they can just mesh, yeah. they can make a run. Because that's, you know, Sabo's one of those guys just like, give me a roster that can defend, <laughs> yeah. and I will get them better by the end of the year. Yep. So he's one of those coaches that if you want to watch a guy develop and get yep. better, he's the one that you trust. So, yeah, I don't get too caught up in the early season struggles that they have. And then, you know, I think whoever comes out of that butler Cal matchup yeah. it's, could be a dark horse in that bracket. You know, Butler beat Mayo earlier this year, so uh, Kevin Gary's done a good job over there. Yes. Uh, Cal has one of the best players in the state, in George Washington III. Yeah. Uh, his younger brother's playing well. I, I doubt we're going to see Bull Cure uh, um, eligible by then, but who knows? Uh, yeah. If the seven foot three transfer from Belfort, what, what if he plays next week? Yes. I, mean, I made a note because we'll be talking about that in a second. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> It'll be interesting to follow that. I can't imagine the KHSAA is going to get that eligibility no. uh, case turned around that quickly, but no. uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. I had some messages about that. I wrote that down because <laughs> I didn't want to just for a minute talk about the bulk here stuff because, yeah, I've gotten emails, DMs, things on Twitter. People talked about it because I know we went out uh, to Belfry. We went out to the mountains to talk to him, and now he's at Cal. It's interesting. Um, it's not a surprise. I mean, he – for him and his guardian and everything, you know, they, they want to continually try to boost the exposure for him and, 
and all of that. So I think it was a good move for him um, because he's already getting some small, light D1 offers. Uh, so I know it was funny to hear people talk about it, but no question it was surprising, but nothing surprises me anymore in high school basketball, high school sports in general. So um, if you add him to that piece, um, it could be very dangerous at Cal with him and uh, George Washington the third. I mean, they're in the same district as Ballard. Yeah. So you're looking at a – and that, that district's really good because Eastern's in that district as well. But, you know, come middle of February, maybe we do have a decision on this. Yeah. If Ballard gets matched up with Cal somehow in, in an elimination game in the district tournament, they if you got Bull Curry, you got a guy who can guard Maker Bart. Yes. Uh, you know, what a matchup that would be. 6'10 yeah. against 7'3. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Ballard beat the hell out of – Cal two weeks ago, so yeah. there, there's a lot of difference to make up there. But Bulker, if if he's eligible at Cal, it really sort of changes things, not only in the seventh region but especially in the 28th district. Yes, so that'll be really fun, <laughs> no question about it. So I'm curious to see how that yeah. transpires, when he'll get eligible, how he'll mesh uh, with yeah. Christian Academy because he did with Belfry. I think that was the one thing that stood out to me. They all played well together. They were good friends. They all had you know a good connection. So I'm wondering how it will be moving in yeah. to like a new team and a new just environment, just new everything. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Very much so. So before we wrap it up, let's just really quickly. You want to hit on a few games that you're interested in this week? Mark your yeah, calendar. Yeah, before the LIT kind of gets going next week. There because are, you have rivalries on Friday. Yeah, there, there are some <laughs> good, good games, games uh, the, you know, th- this week. I think you start Wednesday night. You got Manuel at PRP yeah. uh, at 730. It's a really good matchup. Uh, maybe the favorite in the sixth region against, you know, one of the top two or three teams in the seventh region. Um, Thursday night, the girls game, Central at Mercy. Uh, a really good matchup there. You know, like we said, Central beat uh, Anderson County on Monday night. A huge win from them. I'm actually going to see Mercy tonight at Whitfield. I'm interested to see uh, how good that Whitfield team is. Yeah. We know what Mercy has. Uh, they're they're going to be really tough by the end of the year. And then, uh, you know, Friday night, some some really good games. you got mm-hmm. Butler at Manual, uh, Mayo at J-Town. I'll be at that game uh, Friday night. you got Fairdale at PRP. And then you got the rivalry Trinity at St. X. Um, that game's not being played anywhere else. It is at St. X on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then what, one game to kind of keep an eye on Saturday, you got Ballard and North Laurel, uh, two f- top five teams. They're playing at Lexington Catholic mm-hmm. uh, in a little showcase game there. Three o'clock Saturday at Lexington Catholic, Ballard, North Laurel. So um, some really good action before we even get to the uh, LIT next week. That's one thing I'm looking forward to. And, again, that's – that's one one thing about basketball. You can always count on a good game yeah. you weekly. You can find something every night, really. You, you really can. And I think one thing that I like, too, it gives you a nice little sneak peek teaser before you can say you get into February and March when that yeah. district picks up and the region picks up. So that's the one thing I'm always curious about with these coaches. How much are you giving away? How much are you yeah. running? How much are you showing? Like, are you going to show, like, if – Ballard and Mel meet in the LIT. Yeah. Is Renner going to go through, you know, maybe a trick up his sleeve? Is Mel going to go, you know, say we're going full press yeah. the whole game? You know, how do you want to attack it? That's the one thing I'm always curious about because, as you see typically because of, like, King o- the Bluegrass, LIT, just got conference games, not conference games, but just like those regular district, yeah. region games, you play up to, like, three times in a season. Yeah. 
how much do you give away early? Well, it's interesting you say that because you know I talked to Chris Turner yesterday, and it's you know he views the LIT as these are just games that are going to get us ready for you know the end of February and March. And he said this was pretty much his exact quote: "Yeah, I want to win the LIT, but I'll trade an LIT trophy for a regional championship trophy every day of the week." Yeah. So uh, it, it's about getting better. Yeah, you want to win the LIT, but uh, you you really just want to get tested. Yeah. You, you want to see how your team reacts. You know, Ballard still doesn't have one of their transfers yet. Tim Fuller uh, from from Shelby County, they could get him any day, so you throw him into the mix. Just another thing of, you know, you know, if he's eligible for the IT, then you got this extra player, you just got to develop chemistry. So, um, you know, if, if, if he's there, it'll be interesting to see how, how they uh, – <laughs> How they add him into the, an already very deep mix. That's like just deep because yeah. having Gabe, Sis, Maker Bar, Keno Hayden enough yeah. wins you some games. And then you're adding in much more bench players. You mentioned Fuller. So, yeah. Keaton Stanton yeah. has done a very good job you know, running the point there. Yeah. Uh, man, they're deep. Yes. Yeah. So, watch out for them. So, obviously, like you said, right now, I still give the top nod to Cubcath and JRC. But if you don't think Balor's going to have a say in what happens in this Sweet 16, uh, you're out of your mind. So don't panic on 10 and 4, especially because, like you said, three of the four losses were out-of-state teams. Like, you know what I mean? You're playing in Florida and Vegas. and IMG Academy. You're playing prolific prep. Yeah. Um, And they battle with IMG. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They play them well. Um, And they play prolific prep. They had prolific prep, uh, you know, a close game for most of that one. Yeah. So again, it's you can say it's finally January. It's twenty twenty two. We're it's time to hit the ground running. I'm looking forward to it. So, Jason, any final words before we wrap this up? Just excited about basketball, and uh, you know the, the January's fun. You got the yeah. boys' LIT, then you got the girls' LIT. Yeah. I always joke that after the girls' LIT ends, there's three weeks of of, of February yeah. that are just I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the dog days. So. Yeah. January's fun, and then you have three weeks of February that are just awful. Yeah, and then district tournaments start, and yeah. it gets fun again. So yeah. enjoy January. Yeah, it's like that last two weeks of any season. Yes, any regular season, yes. it just drags on. I hate the first three. Weeks. The first three weeks of February, are the worst three weeks of the year. <laughs> they really are. So I'm looking forward to that too. And obviously, when the girls' lit bracket is released, we will talk about that. But it's yep. not out yet. But on the Comes podcast out next week. Yes, it's out next week. So we will talk about it then. Yep. But in the meantime. A lot going on this week with boys and girls games and plus the boys LIT coming up next week starting on Monday. So we're going to have a lot of coverage from roundups, stories, photos, videos, you name it. So looking forward to it as always. But it's going to do it for this week's Prep Rally Podcast. So for Jason Frakes, I'm Dominique Gates. Thank you all for watching or listening because you can stream this podcast on all social media platforms. So thank you and we'll see you next week.